Can we take some part of your job and make it go faster and more efficient? And so if I can make your job more efficient or I can make your child care more efficient, that's where I want you to focus first. Don't worry about money. Get time. Hello and welcome to the Optimal Agency Podcast. My name is Patrick Cummings, as always, joined by John Gilson. Together with you, we are exploring the ideas of agency, diving deep to discover a set of guidelines on how each of us can best operate in the day-to-day to maximize our personal autonomy, professional freedom, and ultimately our positive impact on the world. Thank you so much for tuning into the show this week. How are you, Mr. Gilson? Uh, I'm, I'm feeling relatively unimpacted by artificial intelligence today, Patrick. <laughs> Just today, though, most yeah. days have it weighs heavy, but today not so much. <laughs> it's a light AI day. Uh, all right. Well, every week, uh, every other week here on the show, we talk through a question sent to us by a listener. Uh, we've got that this week, and then next week and every other week, we do a longer discussion on how we can own our lives by becoming optimal agents. If you would like to get a question into a future episode, the best way, the only way, not the only way, the best way is to go to optimalagency.co/questions. Drop us a little bit of information on who you are, a bit of your context, and then your question, and then we will do our best to get it into a future episode. You can also just simply respond to any one of our weekly newsletters that we send out, which you can make sure you are getting by going to optimalagency.co slash newsletter. All right. This question this week is from Nicole. A little bit of context for Nicole. She's 32 years old. She's an elementary school music teacher. She's got a two-year-old toddler and her husband is in the U.S. Navy. This is what Nicole sent over to us. She says, I've been struggling with finances recently and am basically living paycheck to paycheck with no extra savings or ability to pay off about $10,000 in credit card bills. I have made uh, I have made monthly expense charts and my salary is just enough to cover my monthly expenses with my husband covering the bulk of our mortgage. I have gone over it multiple times and can't find ways anyways to cut things out. We don't eat out, have, uh, have much food waste or spend anything extra. I've been brainstorming ways to earn extra income. And one of the ideas is to teach private music lessons after school one day a week, which I do over the summer, but not during the school year. This isn't ideal as I enjoy spending time with my family during the evenings and the times that I have taught lessons during the school year are very challenging. I'm not sure how to separate my time from my income and I'm hoping you might have some ideas. As a teacher, there's a set salary scale, so I can't negotiate. I'm also working on earning uh, additional master's degree credits to bump my pay, but that will not happen for a few years. I'm incredibly passionate about and good at my career and am in a very affluent school district, so a career change is not an option. Any insights are greatly appreciated. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, thanks for writing in. I want to first thank you for listening and for hearing. In other words, you know that separating your time from your income is rule number one of wealth and that it's necessary for achieving increased agency in your life. Now, I want to point out that rule number two is not save as much as you can. It's earn as much as you're able. And that is not a mistake. At some Mm -hmm. point, just like you're encountering, you cannot save your way to riches. In other words, if you don't make enough money, it's very, very difficult to save enough money to invest in passive uh, capital assets, dividends, uh, things that are going to increase your rents and your, your interest income. And before we get into it, I just want to illustrate why. So, Pat, I pulled a chart from Mm -hmm. the Wall Street Journal showing the percentage of US households owning stocks by percentile of income. And of course, at Optimal Agency, we want you to own stocks. It is a path to wealth and passive wealth. Uh, In fact, one of the best paths. And what you see looking at that chart is that if you're below about 
the 75th to 80th percentile of households by income, you just don't own stocks. But if you get to the 80th percentile or above, the households that own stocks, you're getting to 90 to 100% of those households own stocks. Okay, the correlation and the causation here, I think, are very tightly tied. You have to have enough money to be able to save money. And this is what Nicole is experiencing. I simply can't cut anything else. Cool, Nicole, I don't want you to. And so what I'm going to advise that you do first is derive some insight into why is it difficult for you to teach private music lessons during the school year? I'm going to take a guess here that I think might resonate. You are spending your day commuting to school, being at school, teaching school, commuting back from school, getting your toddler, involving yourself in childcare, right? And by the time you do all of that and get home, you still need to perhaps correct homework. You need to write lesson plans. So your work never ends, I'm guessing, unless your eyes are shut. And I'm guessing your eyes don't shut for long because you've got a two-year-old. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if we want to create money, the first thing we have to do for you is create time so that you can use that time to earn income. There are some places of obvious leverage here. You're going to have a hard time affording additional child care. Do you live near family? Can family live near you to free up even an hour a day from your uh, obligation to your two-year-old for you to spend on generating income? There are lots of ways to play that game from having mom and dad move in to getting a young person who needs uh, housing in exchange for child care. We need to hack the system. We need to get creative. And I'll tell you right now, it's not going to be easy to do any of those things, mm -hmm. but you've got to get creative. So we're creating time. Now, the other way to create time that I think of immediately is I witnessed my mom, a fourth grade teacher, doing lesson plans constantly, grading, uh, you know, with kind of burning the midnight oil. I have this picture in my head of her sitting otherwise in the dark under a single, you know, bulb with a red pencil sort of thing. And what strikes me almost immediately is do your lesson plans need to be original or can they be someone else's lesson plans? And I'm guessing there are lots of music education lesson plans out there. In other words, can we take some part of your job and make it go faster and more efficient? And so if I can make your job more efficient or I can make your childcare more efficient, that's where I want you to focus first. Don't worry about money. Get time. Okay. Now, once I have time, I want to point out that you've said, I've taught private music lessons before. Now, I'm guessing you've done this in the most inefficient way possible. Let me describe. So there are three models in my mind of generating income. The most simple is time for money. And that's mm -hmm. where I have a kid. They're learning to play the piano or the violin or, or the piccolo or whatever. And I'm spending an <laughs> hour teaching that kid. Okay, and I'm getting paid for that hour. That's incredibly inefficient, although it is a way to earn some extra money. How do you build on the time for money model? Well, there's a couple of permutations. So let's consider one-on-one -on -one teaching A, and then we'll move to B, which is two-on-one -on -one or more teaching. Can you at least get a couple of kids in the room? And the neat part is this. Let's say that you charge $50 an hour for private music lessons one-on-one. -on -one. Well, if you get two kids, you could charge them each 
$35 an hour. And it's cheaper for them and you make more money. So it, you essentially expand your total market of people who would be willing to and able to afford your services. Now you're making $70 for that hour instead of 50, but each individual student's only paying 35. Okay. So that's the two for one. That model can be moved into C, which is expanded a lot. In other words, can you teach four kids at $35 for that hour. And I've found through businesses that I've literally coached, counseled, and worked on that the optimal number is about four to five. People still mm. feel like they're getting individual attention, not so much individual attention that they're overwhelmed, but not so little that they no longer consider a private lesson. Do what you can to not teach one kid at a time and to say, can I teach two, three, four, or even five? Now you can imagine if you can teach five kids, at $25 an hour, you're making 125 bucks an hour. I'm going to guess that blows the doors off of your uh, salary as a teacher. Okay. Now, even that is time for money. So what I'd love to see you move from is time for money to time for output. Okay. What does output look like? Well, I suggested that you go online and get someone else's music curriculum to lessen your load during the day. What if you were the writer of that curriculum? What if you found other music teachers who would like to have their time back and you provided them with a variety of lessons for kids of varying abilities and varying ages? Well, now you can put that online. You can sell it very easily using a service like Squarespace, Shopify, anything that allows you to essentially deliver a digital product instantly. And you've decoupled the creation of that thing from your time spending creating that thing. And Nicole, I bet you even have somewhere a whole lot of this already done. And all you really have to do is get it into a digital format and sell it online. Okay. Now there's one more level of this. So we talked about uh, money for time, money for output. Well, now we can get to money for others output. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, what if you decided that your main uh, ability is I'm going to make this up as a piano teacher. But you know someone or you can find someone via the internet who is an elementary school stringed instrument player or uh, I'm sorry, not player teacher, a brass teacher, and you buy from them their lesson plans and you sell them on your digital service. Okay, now you're getting money for others output and now you're really starting to win. So I want you to combine these ideas. You have to get time somewhere. I'm guessing you can get it most effectively in reducing the time spent on your core job responsibilities while still doing them effectively or the time spent on childcare. Use that time to, if you have to, exchange your time for money, but more likely move to your output or others output for money. Okay, that way you're going to start to get to the point where you're making 50, 60, 120, 150, $200 an hour for your time and effort. And if you can get to the point where you're getting money for others output or even money for your digital output, you're not even gonna have to work for that money. It's just going to show up. And so you've gotta get out of this hole you're in. You need to do it with leverage. You need to get rid of that credit card debt and then you need to start investing. None of what I've suggested is easy but it is a bright shining path to what Nicole's looking for, which is separating her time from her income. One of the things that popped out at me with this question is 
that Nicole is in a position where she can't negotiate salary. And I'm guessing, I don't know that much about the U.S. Navy. I'm guessing that's a similar boat that her husband <laughs> is in, right? There's is not like you don't that's get to go into boat. the boss. That's a Navy pun, everybody. He's that's in right. a similar boat. So yeah. any thoughts on that? Any thoughts on uh, two people, a couple, obviously working towards the same goals, both being in a similarly... Uh, constrained environment or similarly constrained careers, is that is 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 there a degree of fragility there that is also worth just so pointing out? In it, because I think your answers are, are fantastic for Nicole, but it also strikes me that the the biggest ha- the biggest challenge they both have is their career, which we're all kind of taught to think. That's, we, we're both just going to get a good job and we're going to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. That's a big, that's a big constraint on both of them. Yeah. So Nicole can't quit and she can't negotiate. Her husband probably can't quit on it. Like literally, mm-hmm. like she can quit. She just doesn't yeah. want to. He probably can't. Right. Yeah. Uh, and neither of them can negotiate their salary. That is an incredibly fragile position. And what I want you to imagine is not the fact that they can't negotiate or quit, but what if you were forced to quit? What if the Navy rift reduction in force? What if there were layoffs in your school district? I'll tell you, music's the first thing to go. It's not the last thing to go. And so ask yourself that question. If you do not start exchanging time for money outside of your job. You don't start exchanging output for money outside your job. You are in a non-diversified state. Your income goes from 100% to 0% if you lose anything, right? If you lose that job. And so you have to start as an individual saying, what if I was forced to quit? What would I do? And ask yourself questions. What would next look like? And so Nicole, leveraging her skills, might say, well, next for me would look like private music lessons while I look for another job, perhaps as a teacher. Well, let's get those private music lessons going now so that if you're forced to quit, you're no longer fragile. Her husband might say, well, uh, and I don't know what your MOS is, your military occupational specialty in the Navy happens to be, but let's imagine you have a generalized set of skills uh, of combat skills or command skills. And you might say, well, I would move into the private sector and private security in a maritime environment as a harbor master, as a assistant harbor master, as a, a Coast Guard Reserve, something like that, almost immediately. Start having those conversations. What would we do if we quit? Get the plan, write the plan down, and then take action on the plan. So that you have, if you can, that secondary source of income already coming in. If you can't do that for any reason, who would you call? Just have a plan. It's like a it's like a career go bag, right? You've mm. got the the meal ready to eat. You've got the extra water. You've got the guns and ammunition, right? You've got the generator out back. If you were forced to quit, what would you do? And Pat, I think you're really astute to recognize the fragility in careers. We you know, we get careers and we say I get a paycheck every week or every two weeks and I it's guaranteed. And nothing bad could ever happen. Well, that's nonsense. Of course something yeah. bad can happen. And we don't enter entrepreneurship because we say, well, that's really risky. Well, you know what's risky? Having one client who pays you. That's risky. What if you had 15 who paid you? Well, let's imagine they all paid you the same amount. 
you know, you your income goes down by one fifteenth if one of them leaves. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I think don't wait is the answer there. Imagine you're forced to quit. Who would you call? What level of pay would you seek? What would next look like? And if you can, start using that hierarchy of uh, either exchanging your time or your output or other people's output for money to start progressing down that path today. Love that. All right. If you would like to get a question into a future episode, optimalagency.co slash questions. We would love to see them. We would love to get them into a future episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the show this week. John and I will be back next week for another episode of the Optimal Agency Podcast.